back again with the wonderful jar from Oz. You know, Oz Twitter helps the Michael K show with football. We are vastly approaching young football season. We're in the vast towards closer to the end of baseball season. Jarv, how's it going, man? Everything's going well. How are you guys going? We're doing well. Um, so, Jarv, I'm um, glad that you're back. Well, let me ask you this. Um, speaking, we're going to start with baseball. Um, the Yankees, they won a marathon of the game against the Kansas City Royals. They're two back of the wild card. They're one back behind Boston in the, in the lost column. Now, here's the question. Are, are Yankees more likely to make the wild card, or do they still have a chance to win the division over the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, of course, given their position, the wild card's more likely, but the way this, if they can get everyone back healthy, which is pretty much the question every year, if they can get things back healthy, um, yeah, they'll definitely make a run at the, the division. They've definitely got the, the good enough games against the ALE's teams to, to have a shot at it, except Tampa, which is a bit of a shame because they're up top there. But yeah, I think they've got a chance. I know. I've been pressing me in the past, but with the changes they've made, uh, uh, this is a good thing. And last night the Yankees played a wild, wild game where, you know, one run wasn't enough, Royals tied it up. One run wasn't enough, Royals tied it up. The Yankees got three. And thank God to the guy that 85, no, 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 95% of Yankee Twitter do not want Brett Gardner. If it wasn't for Brett Garner's hit in the 11th inning, guess what, guys? We play a 12th inning of baseball. I just want people to understand that. Also, I also want people to understand another reason why we had to play extra innings, and yes, I'm going to blame, blame it on him, Aaron goddamn Judge with that stupid running to home. If you want to run on a contact play to third base, that's different. It was a partial check swing bunt to the goddamn pitcher. And and maybe he thought he can do it because he has long legs. But he still got out at the plate. And then he gets Mr. Sensitive because Eduardo Perez, the son of Hall of Famer Tony Perez, wants to call him out. Like, don't be so goddamn sensitive. He's an analyst. It's his job to talk about the game, to talk about plays. He wasn't he wasn't talking about you personally. So stop being so goddamn sensitive. But the Yankees got to win this series against the Royals. So, Yar, do you think they'll get consistent enough hitting to go along with what they've had fantastic pitching lately? I think with the balance and the diversity in the lineup, there's definitely more chance of being consistent, at least to make it tougher at bat, so they'll be able to knock out pitches a lot better by working their counts and, and getting their pitch count up and getting to the pens. And the pens where they usually have done their damage in the past. So, yeah, I, I think with the, the balance of this lineup, I think it helps um, to be more consistent. Where before it was just you get a tough right handed pitcher, they get in the groove, fastball slider, go through the whole lineup. So I think the diversity makes a big difference now. And one thing that can't be forgotten last night is there should be a tip of the cap to the grounds crew. It wasn't just Brad Kidd, but that rock that was just sitting there that uh, kicked up on that short stop definitely did us a favor. So it looked like a routine ground ball up until that point. Um, one of the things with the Yankees, um, Ever since the acquisition of Anthony Rizzo, they have been really, really, they've done really, really well. 
Anthony Rizzo um, has COVID-19. And now that there's word that um, Derek Cole and Montgomery could be back for the Boston series. Now, assuming Anthony Rizzo um, is healthy, do you see a lineup where both Anthony Rizzo and Luke Boyd are in the same lineup? Uh, definitely against the left-hander. I think with the left-hander, you could move Judge to center, bring Stan in the right field, and then Voigt can DH. So I definitely think there's room for it. One thing that can't be mistaken, um, taken away, even though he's left-handed, Rizzo's defense is worth a couple of runs on its own in defense. So um, I think that's the full-time first baseman purely on the defensive side of things and gets the occasional spell when Voigt, you know, when, and that's when Voigt will take over first. But I can definitely see you can have all three of them. I mean, given the fact that DH, I could see them both being in the lineup with a left-hander on the mound. It might be different with a righty. Yeah, John John Carlo definitely had to play outfield, uh, and you you don't want to run Gallo and Judge in that in the center field too too much. They're they're big body guys, so if you have to do it once in a while, fine. But you only do that if Void hits like he does last night. So this is his opportunity. He's probably going to get maybe a week and a half before Rizzo comes back. So that's probably 30 to 40 more at-bats. He he has to have more games like last night to even put that in consideration. But Jarvis is 100% right. Rizzo's defense is, is, is him starting baseman. So once Rizzo comes back... The only time Voight will see first base is on a Rizzo day off. And people act like Rizzo is a hack at the plate. Let's let's make this perfectly clear. Luke Voigt is only playing because Anthony Rizzo got COVID. If, if that wasn't the case, they probably would not have rushed his rehab. He, he'd probably still be in the minors. So people have to remember that. Now, they didn't trade him because they didn't want to trade him just to trade him. So that's why he's here. Other than that, the love for Luke Voigt, it has to stop because he strikes a, he's he's a gallo, he's a judge, he's a standing. He's gonna strike out a hell of a whole lot more than he hits. So we are vastly approaching the NFL season. September 9th, Brady raises another banner. That's number seven. Goes against the Dallas Cowboys. You know, besides that game, what are you looking forward to from opening weekend? because it means the end of baseball. So when people start talking NFL, it's like, oh, it reminds me how close to the end of the season is coming for baseball. So it's always bittersweet with football, but it's also great in the sense that, you know, there's, there's going to be games every week. There's going to be, you know, action happening. It really fills that void for me because baseball is my, my sport. That's the, that's the one I my, my love. And um, But definitely learn appreciation with NFL the last 10 years of really getting into it. And, and the time zone here works well for watching games uh, in the morning. I think we all know that the best sport that's coming is hockey. So, oh, so my I think God. That, that, that's the period. But all jokes aside, <laughs> um, um, I want to stick with the, with the Giants and Jets. Um, with the Jets, you're talking about a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson. Um, there's a, there's, you know, Jets have a lot of well, praise for this rookie kid and for the Giants. They have a chance to win the division. So let me ask you this question: Between the Jets and Giants, who's going to have the 
better season overall. The Jets or the Giants? What? Yeah, well, it has to be the Giants because the Giants are third year in of Daniel Jones. They're built to try and be a contender at this point. Jets have reset. That's, that's the thing. They've got a new quarterback. He's number two pick, but they've reset. They've got a new coach. They've got a, a new quarterback. It's year one for them. So anything they do that's okay, it's a plus. You know, they're, 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 they're going to get their side side right. It's it's just a new season, a new a new era for them. So they're just starting out. So I think all the... All the focus has to be the Giants are actually being competitive and doing something because if Daniel Jones doesn't show at least that he's an NFL quarterback this year, then he's gone, Gettleman's gone, the coach may be gone. So who knows what's going to happen there. So I think the pressure and the expectations are on the Giants this year. So NFL hates taunting. So what happened in the Super Bowl, if that happens this year, there will be consequences. Instructed the strictly enforced taunting rules in 2021. Two violations results in an automatic ejection with fines and even suspensions in play too. So what do you think about that? And we also just had an extra special Hall of Fame weekend. 2020 class on Saturday. 2021 class on Sunday. Who did you think gave the best speeches? And, and who was you most excited to see get inducted? Uh, well, that was, yeah, I'd say, I'd say go, go to Hall of Fame first. Peyton Manning is very eloquent. He knows, he's very, he's got good comedy chops. He knows what he's doing up there. Obviously a great, great NFL player. But I think with all his experience with ads and TV and stuff like that, I think his was quite entertaining and enjoyable. And uh, everyone always enjoys a dig at Tom Brady's expense as well. So it's always good. Um, sorry, I'm the first time that question. What was the first bit then? Um, I'm about the NFL taunting and that if you taunt, oh, yeah, sorry. if you get two violations, you get fines and suspensions and kicked out of the game. Yeah, it's funny thing that, that how people treat baseball like church and how traditional is let the kids pay bat flips and everything like that is openly accepted now but NFL you can't do any kind of celebration like that which is kind of weird um, I guess there's more chances of fight, physical fighting in the, in the NFL than actual pushing and shoving in baseball so yeah it's it's, it's interesting I have to say the least I know, I know that really cut down on that in our rugby league here in our football um, where there's no, no taunting like that because fights are just you know can get really violent um yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I do, I think Peyton Manning, and let me ask you both a question. With Peyton, sticking with Peyton Manning, because his Hall of Fame speech was fantastic. Um, could you guys ever see Peyton Manning be a commissioner of the NFL one day? Because the way that he comes off, he could be a commissioner one day. Do any of you guys see it? Jar, go first. That's an interesting question. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't think so. Like, with a lot of these kind of, a lot of, like you see with managers of teams and stuff like that, they don't need the money. So guys that are managed teams and stuff are more fringe players, they're more kind of bench players, they're more guys that kind of weren't in the, they haven't made their big money, so there's no need to have the actual stress in their life to be a commissioner, to be a manager. So I, don't, I know he's, got, he's definitely got the charisma to do it, I just don't know if he'd have the desire to you know, give up weekly golf, give up relaxing life. I just don't see it. Well, well said. You know, he he's played 
18 plus years of of NFL, a, a couple years in college, all all high school and junior high school before that. You know, he's only he's only been retired four or five years. You know, he's doing the alternate Monday night with his brother. Um, so he's gonna be busy that he has he has paid in places. Um, he has those funny commercials with the country singer. I think commissioner of a professional sports team acquires a lot of time and commitment. And you know, even though he, even though he'd still be Peyton Manning, there'd be an adjustment to where now. You'd have to not. You'd have to be willing, okay, to be unlikable, Peyton Manning, and be booed, and and that would also be hard for fans to do. It'd be hard for culture Broncos fans to now say, okay, I have to separate you winning me a Super Bowl to now. Well, you're ruining the league. You're ruining my favorite sport, and I don't know if he'd want to do that. So, and I'm I'm also even surprised that he's willing to. To, to to call football games. I you know most great players usually don't do stuff like that. You know it's very gimmicky. It's it feels like it's forced upon. So let's see how that goes, and let's hope it's for the best. It's starting with ten games with former players, current players, celebrities. So I think that's going to be a very interesting broadcast. Um, you know, and, and the joke on Brady, I. It was it was funny, but it was also very factual with how Brady does his brand. He's very good on Instagram, and and honestly, who who knows when he's gonna retire? I love his dig at the committee for the six minute speech time. I think that's ridiculous. Now there should be a time limit, but why six minutes? Why not fifteen? These guys work their whole lives for a moment. Now I I. I think each speech probably did go over six, six minutes. But how are you going to put your whole career with thanking everybody and highlights and moments in the six minutes? So that's something they should drop. You know, it's their, it's the ending of their football career once you get into the Hall of Fame. So they, they got to dump that. But Tom Brady is going to his 22nd NFL season. He should have a 23rd. At... At this point, Jarv, when you watch him play, is it, okay, now you're just adding stats. What else can you possibly, possibly do? So, you know, what do you think about Brady still playing in football? Another thing with the Hall of Fame speeches, they're essentially eulogies for their career. Like, they give, like it's their final time they'll probably be put in front of a microphone for most of them that don't go into a media career. So to limit six minutes is a bit rude considering this might be the last time they're ever, you know, in front of a microphone to talk about their career or be, you know, have, have that glory last moment. So, yeah, that's a bit rude. Um, in regards to Brady, there's nothing else you can say, but he must love it. He, he must love playing football because... You know, like you said, he's achieved everything he could achieve. He's going to be the greatest of all time. He's going to have all the stats. He's going to have all the accolades. The only thing must be he must love it. Or he hates his wife and kids and no one doesn't want to go home. So, <laughs> I don't know, one of those two. Well, I think 
think it's more love because Giselle has tried so hard to get him to retire, but he just loves football. Um, and sticking with um, Brady, so let me ask you this. Um, what is more likely to happen, Josh? The Bucks getting back to the Super Bowl or the Patriots winning a playoff game this year? What's more likely to happen this year between Brady's current team and Brady's old team? Uh, yeah, I've got to I got to go with the Bucks on that one because uh, they've still got the team, they've still got the people in place. Again, like the Jets, the, the, the Patriots are restarting with Mac Jones, aren't they? they? They don't have any other quarterback. They don't have any experienced um, QB there. So I can't see. Yeah, it's going to be a tough division. Like the Bills are over overarching favourites in that division as well. So I can't see the Patriots giving much chance of getting the, the playoffs. But you never know with uh, with Belichick. So we'll see what happens. That's that's where I'm at, Jarv. Um, you know, as the only one who actually cares about the Patriots, James just bring him up to be nice. <laughs> you know, James is a clown that way. Um, the, it's 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 not their time right now. You know, and unfortunately, who knows? Who knows how Hunter Henry will play? He's definitely missing preseason, so he's. He's probably missing a couple of weeks of the regular season, too. And if it's just a couple of weeks of the regular season, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm I'm all for vets not playing much preseason anyway. It's not necessary. Um, I'm, I also want Mac to sit this whole season. I, I think it's better for his development that he sits all year. Now, if Cam is struggling... And say they start the season two and five, then I think you got to change the conversation a little bit because Cam will either look to try to sit to not risk further injury or who knows. But this year, I don't think is it. Pe- people think it's it with all the money they spent, so they'll obviously try. Um, but I don't think they're ready, and I think by the time Mac Jones is ready to start next year then I think that'll be a different conversation. Plus, a lot of people are sold on Josh Allen. I'm really, really not sold on Josh Allen. I don't think he has it. I know he'll never be able to beat Patrick Mahomes in a big game. He'll eventually get one in a meaningless regular season game. But other than that, he drops back way too much. He He's still stupid enough to try to gain that extra yard and risk the fumble. He got the he got the million million dollars good for him, but that's just because that's their guy. Bills Bills can't start all over, so so that's why he got that. You know, Deshaun Watson probably won't be playing a down to football this whole entire year. Good for him. Lamar Jackson ain't it. So I think it's highly likely we see a Chiefs and Bucks Super Bowl. Well, there you go. Also, for the record, Josh, I don't bring up the Patriots to be a clown. I think it's just very fascinating to see the Patriots in this in this peculiar space. It's oh, don't you lie! It's not my fault that Nick is the only Patriots fan here, but that's not that's not my problem. Um, now, with the NFL, um, you're looking at the NFC. Um, you're looking at somebody has to win that division. The Cowboys have the quarterback. Washington has the defense. 
the Giants kind of have a more balanced team, and then there's the Eagles. Now, do you think out of the, out of the Giants, Washington, and Dallas, which one of those three teams are more like most likely to win that division? Oh, it's going to be tough. It's a really tough division as it was last year because they're all so, last year was just because they're all so mediocre. And this year, they're kind of all in the exact same kind of place. Like, will they, won't they kind of thing? It's kind of, it's a tough way. It really depends on how um, Dak comes back, how healthy he is, how, you know, how he's feeling. I think, did he pick up an injury on the weekend or something? Did I say something about that? Shoulder injury. Shoulder injury. Oh. Throwing shoulder? Yes. Oh, that's not good. Um, yeah, I, the Washington defense is going to be hard because that, that's that's pretty much what their game's built on. And because they've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, the, obviously the plan is just to be a game manager and work field position and try and grind teams down. So um, if they've got a decent kicker, I think we're going to see a lot of low-scoring games where they're just going to eke out wins. So they'll, I think they'll be tough to beat. I think Washington's defense gives them the edge. All right, we all know the football team's going to own that crap division. No one cares about the NFC least. Red Sox currently lead 1-0 over Tampa in the bottom of the second half anyway. It is pouring here, so I don't think the Mets are going to play. Um, Thursday, this is a game we've been waiting for over two goddamn years, and we get Andrew Heaney on the bump. Like, what the fuck, man? I get it, there's COVID, but you could have... I I think you should have gotten a bullpen. I think a bullpen game will be a lot better than Andrew Heaney. The Yankees are facing Carlos Rodon when he pitched against Jordan Montgomery in the Bronx. The Yankees couldn't hit him. They couldn't touch him. He had 10-plus strikeouts, and he made the Yankees' bats look like shit. So, if Andrew Heaney starts like he did in his first two, the Yankees won't come back because... The way the White Sox swing the bats, it's not going to be just three runs. It's probably it's probably going to be a couple of multi-home runs from Eloy Jimenez and the crew. It's probably going to be 5 nothing early on. We may even see Tyler Wade or Brett Gardner pitch in the 8th and ninth inning. So, what do you think of this Field, field of Dreams game, Jarv? I love the novelty of it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It should be quite beautiful and really quite nostalgic and cool. I'm looking forward to that side of it. But I think the one thing that Yankees fans need to remember, it's one game out of 162. And it's still just a baseball game. And if, to be honest, in a way, if you you just gave all the points why the Yankees are going to struggle to score, why they're going to be a tough matchup with this game. So if you kind of punt with a handy on that day and you threw another, then you stay with your better pitches to go up against their other guys. So if you uh, if you kind of look at it that way, where you go, well, kind of, Carlos Rodon might beat one of our, one of, might beat the bullpen, might beat Cole if he was there. So if you can take that game out of it and try and get the others, then a serious win against the White Sox is the ultimate goal. Um, currently, um, the Yankees are, um, the, um, Clark Schiff was supposed to begin his rehab assignment, but that game is rained out it's also pouring down in, in um, Somerset, so that's 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 crazy. But John, I got a stat for you. Did you know that they that the Yankees, their their Triple A affiliate, their Double A affiliate, and their Single A and their High Single A affiliate all do no hitters? 
I did see that stat the other day. It's quite impressive. I, I, I didn't even realise, but yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Was Nixley asked? Not so much. Was Nixley asked this question for the both of these? Everyone has always said that the Yankees' farm system is terrible. It's not that good. But with, with, but with all these guys, like you know, having great records, and you're seeing Luis Hill throw a throw throw some throw a couple of good had a couple of good starts. You're seeing. Ryan's who has a hundred and one mile per hour fastball. Is the Yankees minor league system not as bad as we thought they are? Well, from based on those results it's not and how um Lewis Hill looked the other day, he looked amazing. He's um got a real semi vibe to him with the the gold chain and the, the, the smooth delivery and nice composure. It's, it's, yeah, but definitely feels like there's better better things ahead than was originally thought when they were talking about the Yankees farm system, so that's pretty exciting to think about. Yeah, I was I was at both those starts. Eleven shutout innings, fourteen strikeouts, zero wow. ERA. And he comes out smooth. He averages ninety seven to ninety eight on the gun. You know, his second start was worse than his first start, but he still got zeros. So this kid I think is awesome. And of course, th- this is what this is when it sucks about baseball. That 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 it's a business and they don't want to waste options. The Mets, they didn't care about that. They saw the window to win and they brought up Pete Alonso right away. So so it's gonna cost them a little bit in the end, but sometimes you gotta do that. Um Corey Kluber is gonna start Thursday and then following him is gonna be a highly rated prospect. Luis Medina. And speaking of the Field of Dreams, Jarv, what are your top five favorite baseball movies? Oh, wow. That's uh, that's always a loaded question. It's always a tough one to answer. Because it kind of fluctuates when you're watching them here and there and you go, oh, I forgot how good that was. The thing, the thing with baseball movies, it's kind of like what we talked about last time we had a chat. It's like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? It's like, what is a baseball movie and what isn't a baseball movie? Like, there's so many that had baseball in them but about something else. And I think Field of Dreams is one of those. I don't see it as a baseball movie. I see it as a movie about relationships and stuff like that that has baseball in it. And they know a lot of baseball history, which is cool. But I, if you're saying top five baseball movies, I'd say pure baseball. I'd say number five, Major League. I think uh, I always have a soft spot for that. It's about playing, it's about the game, it's about that kind of stuff, with a bit of humour obviously thrown in. Um, I do have a soft spot for Kevin Costner, so I will throw in for the love of the game at four. Um, I like the history, how it works with the history of a player and their life with, with the game itself and you know the sacrifices they make. The Natural, I love The Natural, Robert Redford, um, great film about wanting love. And yeah, it's a lot about love in the game. A League of Their Own. Um, I think it's a great baseball movie. Great um, movie. Male, male or female, it's about baseball, and that's that's the point. You know, the, the, the game doesn't care about gender. If you can play, you can play, and that's a really good baseball movie. And the start of pretty much Tom Hanks's serious acting career and being an Oscar contender since then. Um, and Bull Durham, I love Bull Durham. It's a great film about the miners and you know the sacrifices and how hard it is down there to make the ultimate um, leap to the to the MLB. And I love it. It's just the whole, it was never really focused on before on what happens down there. And it's nice to see that side of it instead of just the glory of the MLB. Um, ooh, baseball. Oh, I 
mean, my personal favorite, I mean, it's tough because there's a lot of good baseball movies, but I'd have to say number five, I will probably would have to say um, Angels in the Outfield. Um, yeah, number four, I probably would, you know, after watching this movie, I do got to give Moneyball the respect it deserves, so I put that number four. Um, number three, um, I'm going to say The Sandlot. Number two, A League of Their Own. And that number one is more of a personal favorite, um, 42, with the late Chadwick Boseman playing Jackie Robinson. So that's personally my favorite all-time baseball movie. 42, great movie. Um, I have I have no particular order because my, just like Jarvis said, list changes all the time. Um, one that's always on it for me, of course, League of Their Own, fantastic movie. The Rookie I have on there. The Fan I have on there. Um, fourth, another one is th- this one's between either Rookie of the Year or A Little Big League. They flip-flop. Both great, excellent kid movies. Funny, truth, good, good, good young actors. And a fifth would probably be, uh, you know what, Feel the Dreams. And you're right, there's big relationships. There's stress and feel the dreams of them possibly losing the farm. Um, you know, good, good, good acting in the movie, good plot. And one thing I hope to see Thursday, and and it might be hard for COVID. So if they can't be there, I hope we see videos from Kevin Costner and from James Earl Jones. I hope so. You know, That'd be really cool. because that would be awesome. the best scene, and and this was something on on Twitter today, and and the exact tweet was from MLB on Fox. What is the most iconic baseball movie scene? So I put the gift of James Earl Jones and his iconic scene, the one constant through all the years. Ray has been baseball, and that's a great scene. And of course, James Earl Jones. Is one of the iconic actors in this game, and if now the catcher is gonna be there, Dwyer is going to be there. So I think it'd be great if he can make it for COVID. If James L. Jones can reenact that speech, you know, put if they can get the original daughter and the bleachers, the wife and the parents. If if not because of COVID, I I get that. If he can reenact that speech. Then have, then have Kevin Costner throw out the ceremonial first pitch to his dad. I think that would be awesome. It's nostalgia. And and they got the White Sox uniforms correct. It's fantastic. I also hope they utilize the cornfields and have the White Sox start the game from coming out of the cornfields. Not not just actors and the White Sox come from the dugout. No. Just, just do the whole thing and I also hope the house is open for guests to go through it, take pictures on the original field because you obviously can't play a major league baseball game on that field. So if anyone thought that's where they were gonna play, you're fooling yourself. You're not gonna play a major league baseball game on 
on the field like that. You know, it it had to have been a new stadium. But if they do some stuff like that, plus I'm sure they have other cool surprises. Um, but you gotta incorporate the much of the movie cast as possible. I think one thing you gotta consider is James Earl Jones is ninety years old, so I think it's gonna be hard to get him uh, dressed up and, and walking around in the in the in the get up. But I think pre-record if they could get his actual speech, um, if he could do that, I, I imagine that would be a great intro to the actual game itself, having that uh, that speech um, played out leading into it. And across the first pitch would be awesome. That'd be really cool. Oh yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. And before we continue, um. This is a really, really sad news to say. Um, legendary um, goalie um, from Chicago Blackhawks and New York Rangers, Tony Esposito, who had a battle with pancreatic count cancer, died today at the age of 71. Hockey Oval Hall of Famer, three-time Desna Cup winner, won 408, um, 480 games for the Chicago Blackhawks. He was 78 years old. So a big rest in peace to Tony Esposito, that's number one. Just want to get that out the way. Number two, um, to transition um, with baseball, um, the Yankees need to take the series against the Royals, and they do that um, Chicago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees either lost three out of four or split. They don't have a lot of starting pitching ready. Um, I mean, if they call up Luis Hill, um, maybe he pitch Sunday, maybe he pitches on Friday or Saturday. But I, I, I just don't see the Yankees taking the series. Chicago's a good team, and I know they, they took the series back at the stadium, but I, I, it's just hard for me to see it, with, especially with Andrew Heaney starting um, tomorrow. and Thursday. I don't know. Sorry, Thursday. What do you guys think? It's definitely a tough series, and the Bulls definitely in the advantages to the White Sox. They've got all their all their guys healthy and lined up, where we're a bit of a shambles. So, I think in this period, while the guys are down in COVID and we're a bit of a, a bit of a shit show, I think any games we can steal is a win. So, if we if we can go 500 on this road trip, I, I take that as a win with what we had. Look at the lineup we put out yesterday, and now how much of a mess that was. So. Yeah, anything we can steal in these wins the next in the next week, that's that's a victory as far as I'm concerned. Get 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 out of this COVID situation, get everyone back and then fire in all cylinders. Right now, top of the third one one, so Ray's tied it up. Um Who are you who are you guys cheering for this one? Who are you Boston or Tampa? Well I'd be interested to know. Rays. Right? Rays. Rays. I, I wow. I'm sorry, there's nothing there's a there's, it's hard for me to root for Boston because it's rival. Me, more importantly, um, the Yankees are actually trailing the Red Sox in the wild card standing. So it'd be nice for the race to win. So at least you can get that, you know, get that series off the hand and then focus on the division later. But bring the Red Sox down the peg. We take care of our business and then we'll be closer to a wild card spot. And then Boston gets further down. So, so, um, so you I guys want the wild card? You guys are focused on the wild card over the division. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want the division, but realistically, uh, let's let, let's at least secure a wild card spot first, and then if, if we're still able to get the division, because when we because in September we do play the Rays a good uh, at least a couple of times, 
you take care of your business there. For yeah, me, the last three games of the season. For me, uh, before before Rizzo and Gallo, I said no shot at division and probably no shot at the wild card. With 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 Anthony Rizzo in the lineup, the Yankees are eight and one. Currently, without him, they're one and one. So this team got. You know, a lot of people thought that Trey and Bergie and Chris Giddens and Esteban Florio would be that jolt. No, no, no. Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo was a jolt. Why? Because they're two very good athletic baseball players. You know, Rizzo's been there, done that. He's 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 gone through a deep postseason run. He's won a championship. Joey Gallo hasn't, but he's so skilled. You know, which is why it makes the strikeout so frustrating. But that's that's the jolt the Yankees need. So the only problem I have is because of that stupid eighty five percent, a lot of the players aren't wearing masks. If I'm Hal Steinbrenner, I'm telling all my players, I don't care about the eighty five percent. Do you know how many players we've had COVID? I'm I'm surprised they've only had one game. Postponed. So they've gotten very lucky so far. So I'm afraid the Yankees will lose a postseason series this year because of COVID. So they have to be very, very careful because it's now, it's getting close to the second week of August. We're at a point to where we have to have everyone healthy. No more COVID, no more injuries by the first week of September. If we have anything like this, once the first week of September starts, the Yankees are fucked. I, their season yeah, will be done. I'm really, yeah, I'm really surprised they're not thinning out the dugout a bit. Like, board off a section of seats off to the side and get some of those guys out of there, the support staff, the training staff. When you see them go down the um, middle of the aisle doing high fives after a home run, you just think, oh my God, this is a super spreader event. There's like 60 people in there. I just don't understand why all those extra people need to be in there. Like, give, give, give me more space in there just to try to prevent things spreading through the whole clubhouse. Well, that's also why they're not, they're not running the right field scoreboard. You know, they're in tier one. So unless yep. you're a coach, unless you're a trainer, and honestly... I don't even think reporters should be on that field anymore. It's it's not needed. Meredith can still talk to the guys on Zoom. Meredith can still talk to the guys from the uppers. You know, so that's that's what they should go by. The only ones that should be by these players, training and coaching, and Cashman and Hal can talk to everybody from Zoom. And and no home run celebrations, no walk off celebrations. You know, if, if if you have to do high five, put on the goddamn batting glove, man. Like you gotta treat this stuff as like it is. It's COVID, and every every time an athlete gets COVID, guess what? It's it's ten games for a position player, two starts first. For a starting pitcher, for for relief parents, relief reliever. But then they also now have to rework out. 
they have to redo a little bit of programming a little bit. So it's more like two weeks, possibly three. You know, with with Gary Coleman and Jordan Montgomery, their first start back, it's probably going to suck. Don't expect nothing too good. Anthony Rizzo's first four games back, it's probably going to suck. Don't expect it too good. So people have to be easy with their expectations, and the Yankees have to understand, listen, we are at a point where this is their window right now, and this is a tough time to do this because all these games are so valuable. So even though I get why you said the Field of Dreams is one game, that one 8-1 loss, because they could potentially lose by that much, that one loss could cost them the wild card. It could cost them a chance at a division. So they got They have to take each game as if they're going on a 60-game winning streak. That's the mentality they have to have. And unfortunately, unless another pitcher goes down to COVID, we probably won't see Lewis Hill again. So I, I hope everybody got to enjoy his starts. Dios por todo. Let's go Yankees. Thank God for everything. With a picture of him and fire on his throwing arm. It looks it looks pretty sick. Um if like Gio also had a setback and I knew when the hamstring news was announced 
I knew he'd be gone to at least the last week of August. And people are like, oh, no, you're wrong. You're not correct. He could be better in a couple days. Are you, are you nuts? <laughs> like, hamstrings are... The only way a person will be back who's a non-athletic person, if it's, if it's a minor, minuscule hamstring tear. You know, if, if Gio, if Gio Urshela was a bag boy in Costco, he could walk with the slow pain and, and be okay in five days. But with, with Gio Urshela, you know, he, he, he's, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not back till maybe the first week of September. And they have to be real careful with Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery and Anthony Rizzo. And my fear is they're probably going to try to rush them back. You know, Gary Sanchez just did the tee today. If it's me, let, let's say Garrett Cole can be back on the roster, right? Let's say this weekend, right? So, so if it's me, I'm going to say, okay, Garrett, listen. You're not going to be on the roster yet. So you're supposed to be on the roster by the 15th. Okay. We're going to put you back on the roster the 22nd. Do some groundwork. Throw some side sessions. Do a BP. And then I'll, and, and then you'll have your first start August 26th. That's what they should do with Cole Montgomery. And what they should do with Rizzo. Let, let's say he could do baseball activities. Let's say August twenty eighth. Okay, that's a good two weeks from now. He may be he may be able to do it sooner, but let's say it's that date, right? He he either does a couple of minor league games or he does what Kyle Schwarber does, just take a billion swings off a tee, and he could be back on the roster by September sixth, which would have him be ready for the the stretch run. And he's back by the 9-11 game. But that's what the Yankees should do. Same thing with Gary Sanchez. You can't rush these guys. Because when you rush players like this, you can possibly hurt them worse. So I don't get why teams do that. I understand you got to win games. Fans want them in there. You know, but you know what? you got to go at this with a different angle. And you got to be smart. Royals Yankees is about to start. Um, Andrew Velasquez was great on the defense yesterday. Made a fantastic catch in extra innings. Uh, do you think the Yankees will, will win this series against the Royals? I think they'll win the series, yeah. It's just a matter of which game they'll get today's or tomorrow's. Hopefully all three, but you know, don't want to be too greedy. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. That, that lineup is... Oof. You can tell they've gone because they've benched Gardner and they've benched Wade basically going as much variety as they can to try and take this guy out. So... I think it works out for him. I think the uh, I think the Yankees will probably win this series. Um, maybe they get tonight's game. I don't think they get tomorrow's game. For some reason, the Yankees have a trouble with the with the last game. For some reason, I do not know. So I think um, I think the Yankees will get. Uh, They'll, they'll, they'll probably get tonight's game. And speaking of getting games, um, we um, the Angels are leading the Blue Jays four to two in the game one of their doubleheader in the bottom of the fifth inning. So there's that. The Blue Jays are right on our heels. So if that happens, um, 
will have a little bit more breathing room because the Blue Jays are a team. I'm going to be honest. If the Yankees end up playing the Blue Jays in the wild card game, I have zero confidence in that game, despite Derek Cole starting, because that Blue Jays team is coming. They are young. They are coming. So I do not want I, I do not want the Blue Jays to make the playoffs because that team scares me. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, definitely a scary team. They've got all the hitters up and down the lineup. And I think one thing you pointed out when you're talking about the farm system, Yankees don't have position players coming through. And you, yeah, it's healthy in the pitching side of things, but like you said, Gittins and all those guys that come through, they're not really impact players. So def- definitely uh, Toronto Blue Jays have had those impact players come through and are now starring in their lineup. So and they've, they've you know and Barrios as well, they're gonna they're gonna be really tough if they get into a wild card game against us. So yeah, don't wanna see them at all. The more teams that can beat them the better. Uh. Um it's one one going into the top of the fourth for Red Sox Rays. You know, tonight the Yankees play their hundred and thirteenth game. They're sixty two and fifty. So with the remaining games on their schedule, what is the final win total? Of the New York Yankees. That's a good one. How many games left did you say, sir? Uh, today's one thirteenth. So, So a little over forty-five. Yeah. I'd say the Yankees total. Yeah, 92 wins. I'd say 92 wins. James? I think that's what we'll need. That's what we definitely need. Um, I remember this question. So, and this was pre-Rizzo and Gallo, but now with Rizzo probably coming back probably by the end of the twin series. I'm going to say 95 wins. Okay, that would be excellent. Jarb, always great. Looking forward to talking to you, man. Ho- hopefully, one, hopefully one day next year, once all these restrictions are lifted and life is better, hopefully you can make a stateside. Maybe for the next Sasso event, me and James had a fantastic time. Uh, you know, next week is the Beach Bash. We won't be there, but we'll see Don pay off his bet and all Philadelphia Eagle paraphernalia. Are you excited to see that? Oh yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. So I, I came over that a while ago, and I've been waiting for it to come come through. So looking forward to it. I, he's going to hate it. I don't think he's thought about the impact of how bad this is going to be for him. So he's going to he's going to it's going to be entertaining to say the least. So yeah, looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Take yeah, care. Absolutely. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, happy birthday, uh, mate. I know it's uh, not till tomorrow, but it is thank tomorrow. Thank you, brother. So happy birthday from Australia. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>